King Leonidas of Argentina is dethroned. Plus, a great daily, a classic of classic eliminations. It's an individual game now. Angela keeps winning while Sarah keeps losing. Survivor Strong is a men's only club these days. And Ben gets a big win on an emotional day. It's the Challenge USA Episode 8 recap coming up right now. What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to the Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things the challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the challenge universe, then I am here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hollibaugh. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me today. On today's pod, we dive into the back half of Challenge USA. We're talking episode eight. We are well over the halfway point now. The game has completely changed. We have a very emotional episode to discuss both with some of the storylines of the episode as well as who goes home and how my heart's doing about it. Lots and lots to get to. Quick reminders up top before we dive in. As always, first and foremost, if wherever you are listening to this, hit that follow subscribe button. Don't miss an episode. We've got a bunch of new material coming your way in the next week or two here. You won't want to miss. We'll, of course, be continuing our Challenge USA coverage every Wednesday night, Thursday morning, uh, as long as this season goes on. Challenge season 38 is rumored to be we might be getting some details about it soon. As soon as we get that, we will, of course, be covering that in deep detail as well. And as always, if you've got questions, comments, concerns, just want to chat about this amazing television show of The Challenge, please get in touch over on Instagram at Historian so that we can banter about the world's greatest reality competition show and maybe one of the world's just greatest television shows in general. Love The Challenge so much. Any branch of it, they're all great. The Challenge USA has been fantastic thus far. A little different, yes, but absolutely Fantastic. So without further ado, let's get into episode eight. Let's start off as we always do with our Cliff Notes recap. Kicking it off as we always do, everything that happened plot wise in the episode as fast as we can. Our Cliff Notes recap. Here we go. Episode eight, Challenge USA. Three, two, one, and we are off. Leo finally has a cat, like a real cat. Plus, we get the other previously on catch-up. Then, we finish off last week's cliffhanger and find out it's an individual game. No more massive lists of pairings for me to name at the start of this Cliff Notes recap. Back at the house, many are excited about the new game, while Danny and Ben strategize if Survivor Strong is the obvious way to continue forward. Then, we get a touching moment from Ben, who can't sleep at night because it's the anniversary of his dear friend's death during his time in the Marines. Next, we're off to a daily challenge called Having a Blast. Jump off of a moving boat onto a soapy runway being pulled by another boat. Once on, go down and back to get a key and put it in place. Do this four times, then a fifth time to get your flag and your time. If you fall off, you DQ. Two players can possibly be spraying you with water while you try to attempt this. The day is... Most important for the men, as it's announced, it's a male elimination round. Fast times are had all around. Ben and Sarah both start off really, really strong. Tyson, Danny, Alyssa, Angela all put up great times. Kayla and Desi are the only ones to DQ. But in the end, the winners, even after a 
fantastic final round by Leo. The winners are Angela and Ben, who get his first win in money to qualify for the final on the anniversary of his friend's death, and it is a very, very emotional moment. We go back to the house again. Enzo gets his opinions in before Ben and Angela plan solo about a Survivor Guys plus Angela and Alyssa super alliance, which would leave Ben's number one, Sarah, on the outs in the future. Then everyone heads to the bar, and we actually see it, like the whole cast. At the bar, we get to see it. It's great. Ben gives a toast to his fallen friend. Leo calls Angela his angel. She corrects him, mermaid, I guess. And Sarah decides that she's going to try and throw herself into the men's elimination against Enzo because they'll totally let that happen. When we then end up at the arena, where Sarah is obviously not chosen for elimination because she is most definitely not allowed via the rules of the game, and good thing for her because they are playing Hall Brawl. Angela and Ben decide to throw in Leo, who is not in their alliance and has enough money to satisfy Enzo's request to have a chance of getting into TJ's final. Both fulfilled Leo's in Leo versus Enzo Hall Brawl. TJ explains the classic game, and we are at it. While Leo fights hard, Enzo puts up a clean 2 to nothing victory without too much stress, knocking Leo the Lion out of the game and securing Enzo his money in the process. Where to start with this episode's storylines? There was a bunch going on. We've obviously got a brand new game, an individual game, and Alliance is shifting because of that. We have, you know, a big arc by a multiple different people we've got a big awesome daily a classic elimination so many things but where we'll choose to start is uh is with the one that was definitely getting the most traction on social media while it was happening on one that has been getting a lot of traction uh the entire season but really these last three or four episodes and this one it came to a head in a big way and that is Sarah. Everything Sarah does in this episode. Sarah, 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 just no. You just can't. What what are you doing? Sarah, first off, history lesson for everyone out there. It's called the gauntlet. It's called the inferno. Men and women have competed one-on-one in eliminations before. The first ever elimination in challenge history was Sarah Grayson knocking out David Broom on the gauntlet. Okay, so uh, there was a lot, a lot of talk on the interwebs, on the Twitters and the Instagrams about like, oh, wow, first one-on-one female-male elimination. That's amazing. Thankfully, there's a lot of historians out there like myself who were quick to correct a lot of people and give both Sarah Grayson, her credit, two-time winner over males one-on-one in eliminations. Trishel, also from the gauntlet, did the same. Kara uh the original Kara did that as well in the in the gauntlet I then believe Katie uh Katie plus someone else uh, possibly on the inferno it's happened a few times is what I'm trying to say so it has been allowed before but in those instances where it was a male versus female one-on-one elimination that was in the days where you were allowed to nominate anyone you want from either team. It was open. They said it's a mixed gender game. You can be male versus female. You can be male, male. You can be female, female, whatever it ends up being. It was not a game where it was specifically stated this is a men's elimination week because second off, production was not going to allow Sarah to do this. There was no way about it. 
I don't know if she even had the actual discussions. I don't know if anyone actually asked, you know, TJ, because they all think TJ's the producer somehow, and TJ's going to be like, I don't know if you're allowed to do that. You got to ask the real people. Um, But regardless, uh, she was not going to be allowed to do this. And she knows this, which is the other bad part. There's no way she doesn't know and understand this. And knowing it, I'm assuming she's doing this to look cool. But... It doesn't because we all know that it's not going to be allowed. So it doesn't come off super duper cool or macho the way you think. Maybe maybe some people are fooled by it. But I was like, you're not allowed to do that. And you know that. And everyone else knows that. Case in point, the fact that Kayla and Desi are so clearly laughing at you, not with you in that moment where you're telling them how tough you want to be and how you want to go in there. And it's very obvious by Kayla and Desi's face, at least to me watching. And I feel like we're just seeing a clip of it through the television. In the moment, it had to be obvious, but clearly wasn't, that they can't believe what is coming out of her mouth. They are laughing, um, and they're playing it off like, that's super cool. That's really badass. You should do that. Definitely go ahead and do that. But it feels like both of them are in on the inside, like, what the hell is this woman talking about? Which is how I was feeling, which, small aside and caveat, not really totally on topic. I don't know why I'm acting like this is about to be a tangent, but totally on topic. If they allowed this to happen, the reason we know that this cannot happen, there's no way there's they would just laugh if they, she was like, oh, that's funny, that's cool, you want to do that. But no, obviously, we can't do that. It's a men's elimination round. The next one will be a women's elimination round. You may... Try to throw yourself in then. Um, if they allowed this to happen, then doing so would open the door for why couldn't then a guy ask to go in on a women's day? And then the argument completely falls apart uh, very quickly. And this show has a bad enough reputation uh, with its male-female dynamic and history of how the men and women have been treated in many different ways Um over the course of the history of this show. If you've been listening to the rewatch series, we're getting right into the thick of the dark period, the kind of dark era of the show where the male-female politics of the house get really, really messed up and really, really uncool. And uh, a show with that kind of history does not want to have any conversations on the topic of should we let the women play a man in hall brawl, but then what if a guy wants to go against a girl next week? And like they're they're not doing any of that. They're thankfully nowadays smart enough to be like, hey, we used to be really, really bad at some of the dynamics of this kind of stuff. So we're not gonna we're not gonna entertain some idea, even if it would have been fantastic television for Sarah to be like, TJ, I'd really like to go into this hall brawl versus Enzo. Will you let me do it? And for him to be like, yeah. Why not? We've never had a straight-up male-female hall brawl. That sounds great. Would it have been interesting television? Yes, but it just would have led to a lot of uh, uh, probable issues down the road. So obviously it was never going to happen. She had to know that. It has happened before. Take your, uh, Make sure you're always respecting your challenge history out there. And finally, on this note, though, of Sarah wanting to go in, uh, wanting so desperately to go in uh, to get her money, even if it's against a guy, even if it's in hall brawl, um, I've finally given in. Uh, I went I went into the season. Everyone that I asked about all these players that I didn't know coming in, the rep was that, you know, there was two possible players from Survivor who most Survivor fans didn't really vibe with, didn't really like, and that was Sarah and Ben. Throughout the season, 
you heard more of the same. If you listen to other challenge podcasts, be it other fans like myself doing independent podcasts, be it cast members like a Tyson out there doing their own thing, you would probably have heard a pretty resounding chorus of people not really liking, not really vibing with Sarah and Ben by association. Uh, and I held off. I was like, hey, you know, there's she's not doing anything here in this moment. Uh, in this show to totally rub me the wrong way, the over-celebration thing. We talked about that, that I'm not sure that was as bad as what they edited it into because we were seeing the same thing over and over and in slow-mo, so it makes it seem like it's really long when it's not. Possibly, but it possibly could have been. But uh, I've just, I've totally given in now. I felt like coming in while I didn't research it, while I didn't know, it felt like a lot of the hate for Sarah was possibly politically motivated, that maybe she politically has some views that aren't shared by most of the viewing public of these shows, and I'm just, whether I whether that's true or not, and whether I even would agree if I did the research to find out what those are or not, is irrelevant. I just don't totally, I don't like doing that to the cast of this show. Um, I don't like being like, oh, I think in real life I would disagree with them on some political thing. So that means they suck. And that means that I can't enjoy them on this television show. That's not my bag. So I was like, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give her a chance. And then, yeah, she just, she just isn't, (laughs) she just, as Tyson says over and over uh, on his podcast, he very tries to be pretty kind about it, but says, you know, she's someone that wants to be liked really, really badly and therefore doesn't come off her authentic self. And then you get the glimpse of the authentic self and then you're like, oh, well, if that's who you are, then, you know, then I'm not vibing with everything else must have been fake. And uh, this moment feels like the culmination of that of again. I don't, I think she knew very much the same. Everyone in there knew they're not going to let you do that. And so you're trying to make yourself look really cool doing a thing that you know isn't actually possible. And it just led me to finally, I've joined the chorus, you know, and I was all for all of the the jokes being made. I was all for, you know, she's out here talking smack about Angela and Angela rightfully comes back with a nominee for quote of the week that you'll hear later on with, why don't you just try winning some challenges, Sarah? Because Angela wins her third And, uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm out. I'm out on Sarah. I'm the last person to be out on Sarah. I'm sure all of you listening were out a long time ago, but I am finally there with you. Let's move on. The Daily Challenge. Before we get to a couple of the other real real big ones, just quick touching on the Daily Challenge. Absolute blast. Full A. Nine out of ten. Really, really enjoyed it. Why is the water so, so dirty every time? Am I an asshole for asking that? I don't know. I might be, so I'm going to move on from that. But, Full A, great, great challenge. Loved every bit of it. Uh, key little thing to throw out there um, in, again, Tyson's uh, you know paid group chat on Instagram and threw out some questions to him last night, one of which uh, was important. I did have to ask, did they get to pick their partners for who, you know, they whoever was spraying you was also then, you know, you got to reverse roles with. And it seemed like a lot of people were paired up with people that would be advantageous for them, such as Tyson and Angela being on, uh, you know, paired with each other. But that was uh, a random drawing, it turns out. But loved everything about this. Very difficult, very cool visually. They got they got everything right with this one. So loved the daily challenge, which brings us to the winners of the daily challenge, which was on the men's side, Ben. 
And Ben's win was big. Ben had a big, big, big storyline this episode. He proves himself, first and foremost, um, and we do get him mentioning that back on Survivor, his thing was that he won daily challenges uh, or whatever you call the basic, uh, the you know, the immunity challenges. There you go. I know the terms. I'm just, I'm getting back into Survivor recently. It takes my brain a second to remember them. But uh, that he is someone who has done some winning of his own on that show, and he's finally starting to able to do some of that here on this one. He gets his money, qualifies for the final, and that totally changes the way he's thinking about the game because now he's in the winner's circle. He's one of the ones that has his money, as do a lot of people in the house. And as we know, that has been the main alliance of the house, whether they've shown it to us that much or not. We've gotten little little nuggets of it and we found out offline off the show that that has been by far the biggest alliance of the season is those with money protect those with money ben's now in that which means tyson is willing to happily work with ben again and ben being the smart person that he seems to be knows and says via confessional he needs to get back closer to tyson and maybe even he needs to distance himself from his good pal sarah because one she doesn't have money and two everyone seems to not like her very much in the house so that's going on and then we get a bunch of different scenes in a row it starts with one of ben's up at 3 30 in the morning he's out sitting by the fire pit by himself and we find out the reason is he's not able to sleep very well because it is the anniversary of the passing of a dear friend of his that he worked hand in hand with that he saw pass on the battlefield in his arms as he says during his time with the marines Very, very emotional stuff, very moving, touching stuff. We get, you know, that mention of it. We get the mention when Ben wins the daily challenge on the day, the anniversary of his friend's death, which is a really powerful uh, thing. And then, of course, the toast that he gives uh, at the bar later, which we'll talk about in the moments of the episode. One thing on that, besides just the, the, there's nothing more to say other than, you know, it was very touching, it's very moving. Um, and it's very cool that, that he would have this kind of moment and get to have this win. And it's even made even cooler and more touching by thinking about the opposite version of that. Because when they first bring up the storyline, when they first show him out by the uh, fire pit and they have him in the confessional booth explain what's going on, my head and heart stopped and got very worried because I was like, okay, they're showing us this, which means based on how the challenge is edited, they are just showing this to, you know, they they would be nice and give him this platform to talk about this, yes, but uh, they're only going to do it if he's either winning the daily challenge and going to be in power or going into elimination and going to go home because uh, that's, you only feature a couple people per episode. Those are the people that get featured. Ben gets featured in this way to tell this story, and I'm going to be like, please, Lord, do not let this guy get last place and go into elimination and lose. This is going to be horrible. You were setting up the worst, worst episode ever. Thankfully, it goes the opposite way, the great way, the touching, the moving, the heartwarming way, and he gets the win. He gets to honor his friend, and he gets to make some very smart, strategic moves, joining up with the other Survivor men, almost all of which who have made their money and uh, ditching the survivor women and going with, hey, you know what? We got two big brother women who got their money, who we've already, a couple of us have built relationships with. 
that gives us seven or eight people. That gives us, you know, the majority alliance and power on both sides of the male and the female side of people that are probably going to be winning some of these challenges. And he doesn't fully ditch Sarah. That's not for sure yet, but it seems like he's very open to the idea. And if you watch the next week on the Survivor Strong being a male-only club now is definitely going to be a storyline going into next week. But as for continuing on with storylines of this particular week, we got to talk about my guy, Leo. Leo, Leo, Leo. I love Leo so much. He became the star of the season for at least the last three episodes. If you wanted to say he was the star of the season for this eight episodes, if you had to pick a season MVP right now, eight episodes only, Leo would be right up there in contention. I'm saying that probably a little biased because of how much I liked him, but I feel like it's un undeniable that he became the star of this show for the last three episodes and he was so enjoyable so much fun and it's such a bummer that he goes home he almost had that daily win um he gets thrown into his third elimination that's real tough um and it goes in and it's a hall brawl and you know that's that's not his strong suit uh and that's it's just such a bummer because he had become such a light on this show where you know, this this season, while I've loved it so much, it is very heavy on the sports. It is very heavy on the just like, we're going to go to the daily. We're going to have some strategic discussion. We're going to go to the elimination. It's a little less of the drama in the house and the reality show kind of stuff from the MTV world. A little more just on the sport heavy, strategy heavy side, which is great. I like that stuff, but I know that I, I most prefer the best seasons, the best versions of the challenges, that nice mix of show and sport as we talk about ad nauseum here on this podcast. And Leo was starting to give us a lot of that show side. He was being hilarious in his confessionals. He was talking shit in the best possible ways. He was giving us, you know, backstory and interesting human interest side story of like, you know, I got to tell you why I'm so bad in the water, but then I'm going to overcome it and I'm going to have these fun moments. Everyone's going to be chanting my name. Uh, I'm going to talk all the time with TJ and compliment TJ all the time. I'm going to almost leave the game because my bars back home that I run are just out of control without me. There was so much going on with Leo. It was so good. It was such a nice, fresh, new face in the middle of this season to kind of take us and take a star turn and lead these last few episodes. And I, for one, am very, very sad that Leo will be going home. I hope to see Leo again on my television screen. In this game, any game, if Leo shows up for a game, I'm going to watch it. Fellow cat guy, I love you, Leo. You will be desperately missed by at least myself and I believe a lot of the other fans as well. Only thing I will say on the negative side, you got to go stand out there with TJ and Enzo, man. You can't you can't sit in the back because you lost. That, that, that was a little bit, I was bummed out by that. Especially because I feel like right after when you know when Enzo gives him a hug, everyone else starts kind of they borderline start chanting Leo's name. They're like trying to pump him up, and I feel like if he would have just come out there and stood out there and let TJ say good fight, you know, we'll hope to see you again in the future, like everyone else does. I feel like the entire cast was ready to like chant his name, tell him how much he loves him, tell him how much they enjoyed his you know comedic presence in the house, and uh, I wish we would have got that moment instead of him choosing to just kind of sit on the sidelines in the back and not come back out. But that is all for Leo. Final thing to discuss from a storyline perspective is we mentioned he'd played a hall brawl 
a hall brawl happened, and that's always a big deal. Uh, the game changed to an individual game. That's always a big deal. There's a little less to talk about with both of those things than the other ones, so we went with Ben and Sarah and Leo in the rest first. But for the hall brawl, kind of sucks that the hall brawl got wasted like this. Uh, you know, you can't bring this new this this game to a new platform, to a new network, to a possibly new bigger audience. And that audience knows, even the ones that aren't super familiar with the challenge, if you're familiar at all, the first morsels of familiarity you have with the challenge are Hall Brawl and Pole Wrestle. Everyone everyone learns about those right away. If someone asks, what is the challenge? You're going to very quickly get to, it's super duper physical, such as they do shit like this or that. Hall Brawl, Pole Wrestle, they're staples of the show. They're big time there for the ones that love the sport aspect of the show this is what gets you off your feet it literally as it always does i stood up when i saw the hall brawl i started pacing around uh, at the commercial break before they went because i was so jacked up for it and i was so scared for leo my guy uh but it eventually it kind of just totally gets wasted and to have this new era of the show this is one of those moments where if this would have been an unbelievable, all-time, amazing Hall Brawl matchup, that helps this new franchise's show in such a big way to have a big, memorable moment with one of the big, memorable, classic things, elements of the show that you know helps get that new audience locked in. They're like, oh, this is what everyone always was talking about on that other show. Holy shit. Like, if we would have got a Zach versus CJ uh, style showdown respectfully to Jasmine and uh, and uh, uh, Sam uh, that were also a part of that, but Zach versus CJ is how it's remembered, um, you know, or one of the many, many great hall brawls over the years. If we would have got that, a real competitive matchup, real, 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 real headbanger and not what ended up being a pretty easy just 2-0 sweep from Enzo, it could have helped this show in a big, big way, and it really stinks that uh, it kind of feels like the Hall Brawl was wasted. Quick aside to all of those who always want to say production is just totally rigging all of this. Great example. You're not going to say they're rigging it now uh, in this instance. They didn't They didn't pick specifically when the Hall Brawl was to make sure they got the matchup they wanted and the big, great TV moment that they wanted because you know why they plan this stuff in advance and they go with it every time, whatever they planned for the eighth episodes elimination. That's what it's going to be. They don't mess this stuff around with this stuff. They don't rig it for certain people. So I always like to point out the times when the, that goes directly in the face of the conspiracy theories out there that are always ignored and wait for the one time per season where it seems like something was too big of a coincidence to be a coincidence. So just had to get that out there. Other thing I got to get out there, because this Hall Brawl wasn't that great, I've got an idea. Uh, Paramount Plus, you need you need some money. They haven't been doing great. Uh, they're not they're struggling a little bit in the streaming wars. Uh, you know, the challenge itself as a franchise could use, you know, they're trying to find further rejuvenation, you know, 40-some-odd seasons into the many different versions of the show by, you know, starting a new show, this, that, and the other. They seem open to ideas, so I've got an idea. I would happily, you tell me, next Saturday night, $50 pay-per-view, the same way I would buy a boxing or a UFC pay-per-view, I can buy $50, pay-per-view event, 
five hall brawl matchups. We've got Cinco and Danny from this season. We're got we're paying Fessy and CT to come do a hall brawl. We're paying some two or all four of a Cam, Tori, Jenny, Casey to come do a hall brawl. We've got a lineup, just a hall brawl pay-per-view event. If you're allowed to do it once during a season of the challenge, then this seems like it's an allowable sport to just break off and have on its own. I'm here for it. I think it would make an amazing amount of money. I know so many, so many of the challenge fans, which there are plenty enough if you priced it right to make plenty of money and pay these people what they would deserve to be paid to come in and do a hall brawl versus stiff competition, which is what we're looking for here. But Paramount Plus, you need some money? Here you go. Streaming turns into pay-per-view events. Hall Brawl, 50 bucks. Give me big-time matchups. Give me four or five a Saturday night. Do one every couple of months. It'll be great. You'll make tons of money, and I will be very, very happy. That's a free idea. You can just have that. You're welcome. Anyways, back to the actual show. Danny should have went in. Danny should have went in. Um, I know it seems like, you know, one, he does consider it. Obviously we get many moments of him being like, I feel like obviously I should go down there because I was a professional athlete at this sport. It would be pretty cool, but he ultimately doesn't. Cause he says Enzo doesn't have enough money. So like, it doesn't actually help me. I still would need to win a daily or a different elimination versus someone else with money. But I'm here to tell you that Danny, you should have went in. That is the next level strategy. You missed it because Yes, it's mean to Enzo. Yes, it's very, very, very mean to Enzo if Danny, as Enzo alludes to afterwards when he goes back up there and he's like, I was so scared. I thought Danny was coming down here. That was, I was so scared. Um, right right to be scared. Professional safety for the Dallas Cowboys for four or five years. Uh, Danny would have smoked anyone. Also, another Twitter thing that I saw, multiple people mentioning CT versus Danny. I believe someone even posted that in uh, that Tyson group chat that I keep mentioning. Uh, someone asked him CT versus Danny. CT fans, I get it. I love the guy. Massive fan myself. Uh, Danny would beat everyone in the history of the challenge in Hall Brawl, okay? That's just how it works. He was a safety in the NFL. That's what he did. Uh, He would beat everyone, including and up to CT in a Hall Brawl. Uh, Just another side. But back to Danny's uh, next level strategy mistake. You should go in there because you go in there first and foremost you knock out someone in your that's not in your alliance. Enzo is not in your alliance, so you knock someone out. And even though, yes, someone not in your alliance got knocked out anyways by Leo, you could tell openly, you could say, hey, Leo, I just saved you. And therefore, gaining some favor with Leo. So you still would have knocked out someone not in your alliance, same end result. But plus, you would get uh, a little curry some favor with another guy in the game who does have a bunch of money, who is also not in your alliance, maybe now is, and even more so, yes, Enzo didn't have enough money for you to qualify for the final, but he still has like $2,000 or whatever, so he still gets you very, very close to that five grand. where if you don't win the next daily challenge or two, you could be even more prone to be like, I've got to throw myself into elimination What if that next men's elimination is another person that doesn't have enough money to get you over right now? Everyone has $1,000. You would have been within $1,000. You would have guaranteed the next time, no matter what, you would have had the chance to earn that money. And plus, you knew you weren't going to lose, and it was going to be great television. And yes, it would have really hurt Enzo physically, mentally, in all the ways. But I think he should have done it. Individual game now. Individual is more fun. 
Uh, I like that there's still male, female winner and male, female in power. Glad they didn't, you know, totally mess that up and make it just like pretty much only the men care this week, only the women care this week and uh, so on and so forth. Not really much more to say on that. We talked last week about we made the ill-fated prediction. We said we knew the prediction was wrong, but it was so fun just to talk about the idea of who the pairings would be if there's permanent pairings. But it's an individual game. That's better for the show. And that is all for the storylines of this episode. It's awards time. Starting off, as always, we got best quote, best moment, episode MVP. Best quote, we got to start only place we know how to where to start with the Challenge USA. It's Kiki Watch. We get two Kiki references this episode. I believe all the official Kiki Watch counters out there, I believe, now have us at seven or eight. Um, lots of people keeping track of that. Thank you for doing so, as I did not from the start. But Kiki gets referenced. That means Danny gets nominated for Quote of the Week. Here is that first one. I'm ecstatic. I don't have to worry about anybody else. If I lose, it's on me. If Kiki was here, she would tell me, ain't nothing more important than the moolah. Go get your money, baby. And yes, Danny, go get your money. Even if it's not enough, go in there. Go into that hall brawl, man. Oh, I just want... Just want to see it so bad. Again, pay-per-view, I'll pay, whatever the price. I don't care. Paramount Plus, get on it. Anyways, second nominee for the quote of the week. He's got multiple nominees. That's my guy, Leo. He just, he was on one this episode. He went out with an absolute bang in the confessional and interview booth. And this one here, Leo feeling good after completing the daily challenge. Feeling like he probably won it. Feeling on top of the world. I think I just walked on water. I don't know about you guys, but officially, you could call me King Leonidas of Argentina. Yes, yes, challenge! Woo! Thank you, challenge gods. I feel great. I love Argentina. Please give me that W. I feel good. I don't think that's exactly how you get appointed king of a country, but I love the bravado nonetheless. Then third one, we've got Angela. It's very quick, it's very short, it's very to the point, but uh, someone's been talking shit on Angela, and Angela wants that person to know that their strategy isn't working so good. Sarah, maybe you should focus on trying to win the challenges. I don't know, it's just a suggestion. What about... As, as much as I'm finally giving in to not liking Sarah, I'm even more and more every single episode loving, loving, loving Angela. Uh, just want to want to see her on this show for a long time to come great great competitor fourth nominee then we get leo again pre-elimination he is hyped you know what they don't call me leo the afghan for no reason i have played football before you know oh man just oh i've done some mma too oh you know i'm sorry enzo i might have to go for that leg they're all scared don't worry i'm gonna come back and then i'm gonna show them what's up cats come in all shapes and sizes but today i'm gonna be leo the lion and show all these fools i mean all these snakes what i got cooking okay let's go his dedication not only to the cat bit but to the everyone is snakes bit to the just the the you know all the different nicknames for himself everything about it i just i just can't i can't help but love the guy even more every time i even have to reminisce on one of these fantastic television moments that he has fifth and final nominee then cachet uh she walks in she sees the hall brawl and she lets us know how she's feeling about seeing this challenge classic in person as a fan of the challenge about to see a hall brawl live i'm fangirling especially because it's not me 
I, as a longtime fan of the show and a historian of the show, very much appreciate Cache and others that uh, that knew the significance of seeing that haul, that these new players new to the game uh, at different times this season, it seemed like maybe they did their homework and maybe they didn't. They all clearly did here. I appreciate how much they appreciated the moment that they were in, getting to see this big, crazy, wild game in action. Of those, though, Got to give the award to my guy, Leo, for either of the quotes, both of the quotes, for all the quotes. He has been likely, if we had to hand out right now, the Dan Renzi Award for Confessional King or Queen of the Season. Uh, Leo would probably get it. Even exiting the game a little over halfway through, there's a chance he could earn that award at the season's end even. So, but for this episode, he wins the best quote. He wins our hearts many times over. As for the best moment, got to just say, we saw the bar unbelievable they finally showed us the bar we've heard from different cast members that they are going to the bar every single time after the daily challenge the night after the daily challenge they go to the bar every single time we just haven't seen any of it nothing interesting has happened at the bar uh and so it was a big 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 deal that we actually got to see them go to the bar that was nice that was fun um but that not in and of itself isn't a nominee for the best moment the only nominee because it was the clear winner of the nominee uh, or of the moment of the week is Ben um, giving a toast to his fallen friend. Blake and I worked in teams of twos over in Iraq and I lost him and held him in his arms while he passed. And that's why today was such a hard day and special day. And here's to making Blake proud. So thank you all for being here and celebrating. Cheers to Blake. Cheers to Blake. Congratulations. Congratulations. Let's party. It's really neat to see everybody honor Blake because he was a hero. He was my hero, and I think about him every day, even more on days like today. And for everyone to pay him respect on on this day means the world to me, even more than winning this challenge. Today was the day to do it. Right. So, I'm happy. I couldn't be happier for him and you. Here's to Blake. Here's to Ben. Congrats on getting the win there and uh, again so thrilled that this didn't turn into we're learning this story on the heels of ben losing and going into elimination going home that would have been so so horrible and instead we get the super awesome positive version and we get this lovely moment and hats off to everyone else there too for realizing what this moment meant to ben and and uh you know joining in and paying their respects to to a real hero that was lost so that's the best moment of the episode as for the episode mvp of course ben having that big storyline in this wonderful moment, is nominated. Uh, He comes in second place in the episode MVP this week. Enzo in third. Nice hall brawl win. Uh, Always got to feel great to be able to say you've won a hall brawl on the challenge, no matter who you went against, what the circumstances were, especially given he was injured and had stitches in his leg. Absolutely awesome performance. Loved Enzo in this episode. He's in third. Angela fourth. Danny fifth. They both have solid episodes from commentating from the sides, putting up good performances. Angela obviously winning her third daily challenge. Ty and Tyson for this season's lead, but kind of winning the tiebreaker because now she's got an individual one and two others. But the episode MVP is Leo. Of course it's Leo. Obviously it's Leo. I'm sorry. I've got to just say one final time. Leo, I love you. You're the best. I hope you come back on this show or other shows or anywhere else. Uh, I hope you get those bars in line. I hope to find out where those bars are located and come visit one one day. I hope you get a third and fourth cat and you do still name them after Alyssa and Angela, even after she threw you in. 
and I'm glad that this episode got to start with, I don't know where that cat came from that you were holding up on the previously on uh, segment, but uh, I'm glad they finally let you pet a cat while you were there uh, stuck in that warehouse thing. But fantastic episode for him. So close to winning that daily challenge, and it would have been so interesting and fun if he did. Uh, would have been, yeah, just would have made for quite an unbelievable ending to the episode with what he possibly would have done, how him and Angela's dynamic would have been trying to work together. The whole thing, uh, we don't get any more Leo, but thankfully we got a lot of it this in the last couple of episodes, and it's all been great. He is the MVP of the episode. And finally, we have come to the power rankings and our predictions. For the power ranking side, on the personal side, who I am rooting for this new cast as I fall in love or find some disdain for these new cast members, new to me cast members this season. No real change to the personal power rankings other than Leo sadly does fall out. You get eliminated, you're out. So Danny, Angela, and Desi, those are my three. I'm riding for them. I want to see those three win. I want to see Danny and either Angela or Desi winning this money at the very end, which speaking of, I think there's a pretty good chance of that because on the female power ranking side, Angela is clearly far away number one Alyssa is clearly still in the number two both of those are the same as last week also the same as last week Justine and Desi are tied for third I feel like they're the only ones that are a threat to Angela or Alyssa and then tied after that I got Sarah Kayla and Cache who uh two of those three awesome love Kayla love Cache really really Cache is one of the stars of the season one of the kind of under the radar stars of the season Um, but I don't think either of the three of them have a shot of winning this game. I think the top four do, but it's Angela and Alyssa's to lose at this point. Over on the men's side, even more of a divide I see in this, which the only change from last week is that Leo, who was in third, is no longer there. Tyson remains number one. Danny remains number two. No one else has a chance. Dom, Ben, David, Enzo, none of those four have a shot of beating Tyson or Danny um in the final uh maybe i guess there's a a world where danny is now somehow just in horrible cardio shape i don't know what world that is i do not believe we're living in that world um but i guess maybe there's some chance that he once he you know uh was no longer a professional football player um doesn't do any sort of cardio at all but i find that hard to believe and so i'm i'm putting danny and tyson just in the clear If they're in the final, one of those two is winning, and there's no way those other four guys got a shot at uh, at dethroning them. So we kind of kind of makes for a slightly less, I mean, a boring race if we get there in the end. Although it would be a fun one on one matchup. Um, But until we get there, those other four, you gotta get you you can't you can't be making this big. We all have money. Let's all just go to the final together, Alliance. uh, Because guess what? You're gonna need you're gonna need to get those guys out of there and uh, preferably trying to get them versus each other in an elimination would be your best bet. As for predictions, uh, doing horrible on the predictions front this season. Uh, Our initial two were correct. Since then, uh, everything's gone downhill. Most of our finalists are still around, um, and so that we still got one unknown. Tyson will win the battle with Sarah. Ben will avoid getting hit by the shrapnel. That seems to be playing out, but we can't completely call that a win. But um, I said last week, knowing that it was going to be wrong, that TJ would let them pick partners. Those would be it for the rest of the season. I knew that was wrong. I just really wanted to predict all the different partner pairings, which was fun, but wrong. So we've been one, two, three, four, 
Four out of nine are completely wrong. Two are right. A couple are still in the air. The new one that we're adding, I'm just going to go ahead and say it since we already just alluded to it with the power rankings. At this point, you've got to make your prediction who's going to win. Tyson and Angela are going to win this show. Hands down. Again, no spoilers here. I do not know that for a fact. I stay away from all of that. These are true, actual predictions. But I gotta put I gotta put my foot down. And just be like these two are too good. They're clearly way better than the rest of the cast, and I don't see them getting themselves into elimination or losing an elimination. They're gonna be in the final. If they're in the final, they're gonna win. So Tyson and Angela will win this show. And to make it a little more spicy, because I don't think that's the craziest thing to say at this point of the show, Tyson won't show up for the global tournament. That's the real spicy prediction. I think Tyson wins this and then tries every way possible to get out of whatever contract was signed that probably said if you win, you have to do the next show. Uh, It doesn't sound like he wants to do another challenge season um, of this version, any version at all. And uh, I feel like it's going to be quite interesting behind the scenes if Tyson does, in fact, win, um, if they're able to then force him via contract or persuade him into wanting to be a part of the global tournament that they have to reference via TJ narration every single episode. We know there's another one coming. Show us the other three seasons from the other countries, please and thank you. That would be great. So that is the final prediction. That is the final talking point for this episode, episode eight of the Challenge USA. A great one's in the books. We lost a big-time fan favorite, this guy's historian's favorite in Leo. Um, We continue to get predictions wrong, but the season continues to get better and better. There's a lot of good stuff going on. The game is getting a little more dramatic. We saw them at the bar. It's a new game, new alliances, new strategy, great daily, great elimination, everything top to bottom. Fantastic episode. Here's the hoping for more in the future. Thank you so much for being here and listening. As always, hit that follow, subscribe button. Hit me up at Challenge Historian on Instagram if you want to talk about the challenge, if you've got thoughts, hot takes about this episode. I should have said earlier, uh, I will say now, although probably very few people are still listening at this point, I am looking for some hot takes to be submitted. I've got episode 100 coming up in the near future, and I'm thinking for episode 100, what we're going to do, big special, big round number, we're going to do 100 challenge takes for the 100th episode, and while I've got a lot of takes, coming up with 100 on my own is going to be tough. So if you're out there, you've always had some hot takes, some strong opinion that you feel like no one else is talking about, challenge-related, of course, obviously. Send those my way, at Challenge Historian on Instagram. Send me your takes, because I've got to do 100 of them for the 100th episode. That's what I've committed to. So get me some extra ones. You'll get shouted out. Any that I take from someone submitting will, of course, be mentioned here and get credit for that. So with that, thank you so much for being here. Love to all of you. Talk to you again soon. Peace.